From the heart of our nation's capital, here's Family Research Council President Tony Perkins. Welcome. Thanks for tuning in for Washington Watch. I appreciate you making our program part of your day. Well, coming up on this Tuesday edition, as the U.S. House of Representatives moves toward a vote on the annual Defense Authorization Act, national security is unfortunately not the focus. The Biden administration and the left have made it about abortion. The ironic thing for me is he he claims that he's trying to keep the politics out of the military. His very action is politicizing the military because he's making it about the Pentagon's policy rules for reproductive care for for our women, uh, women's service members. That was White House spokesman John Kirby talking about Senator Tuberville. The question is, who made abortion the issue? It wasn't Senator Tuberville. It was the Biden administration. The Biden administration is actually violating the law by using taxpayer dollars to facilitate elective abortions in the military. This hold on military flag officers put in place by Senator Tuberville could go away overnight if the policy went back to what it was before the Biden administration unlawfully changed it. Now, this will be one of the amendments to the National Defense Authorization Act that will be on the floor this week. Dr. Ronnie Jackson, congressman from Texas, is the author of that amendment, and he'll join us in just a moment. And why is the left so devoted to pushing their abortion agenda through the military and almost every other policy of the Biden administration? Here's why. Because they know it must be forced from the top down because America is not with them. We'll talk with the governor of Oklahoma, Kevin Stitt, about an amazing initiative in the Sooner State to help connect moms and expectant moms with resources to help them as they choose life. And yesterday we spoke with Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey about the lawsuit against the Biden administration that uncovered an unprecedented effort by the federal government to collude with social media to silence dissenting voices. This is a mass, massive violation of the First Amendment. Now, is there even more that has been hidden from Americans? If you're right, if you're telling us the truth, Mm -hmm. everyone, the entire American public, has been lied to for decades. Yeah, there's a sophisticated uh, disinformation campaign targeting the U.S. populace, which is extremely unethical and immoral. That was News Nation investigative journalist Russ Colfert interviewing military whistleblower David Grush. That conversation was not about social media, but about UFOs. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer said there will be a congressional hearing on a government disinformation campaign surrounding UFOs. Chairman Comer has tapped Congressman Tim Burchett to co-lead the investigation. Congressman Burchett joins us a little later. President Biden is in Lithuania today for the NATO summit. As we discussed yesterday, President Biden was working to urge Turkey to allow Sweden to join the NATO alliance. It was announced today that Sweden has been approved, at least uh, by President Erdogan of Turkey. It will have to be ratified by the entire alliance. Now, did it come with the promise of new F-16 fighter jets to Turkey? President Biden has been clear and unequivocal for months that he supported the transfer of F-16s to Turkey, that uh, this is in our national interest, it's in the interest of NATO that Turkey get that capability. Uh, He has placed no caveats or conditions on that in his public and private comments over the past few months, and he intends to move forward with that transfer in consultation with Congress. That was National Security Advisor Jack Sullivan. Will Congress go along with the latest technology going into the hands of Turkey? We're going to talk with Oklahoma Senator James Lankford a little later here on Washington Watch. 
Our word for today comes from Luke chapter 3. And he, John the Baptist, went into all the region around Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Then he said to the multitudes that came out to be baptized by him, therefore bear fruits worthy of repentance. Now, repentance is not being sorry for the consequences of your actions. It's actually changing the way you think and the way you act. Now, while some might question my use of this analogy, it is instructive. The CEO of Anheuser-Busch is acknowledging their promotion of transgenderism has cost them billions of dollars, and he's pleading for the boycott of Bud Light to end for the sake of the 65,000 people whose livelihoods are being affected. However, he says he has no plans to turn away from their promotion of transgenderism and its destructive agenda. You know, many are in the same place spiritually. Sorry for the mess they're in, but not ready to leave it behind. To find out more about our journey through the Bible, go to frc.org Bible. As I mentioned this week, the U.S. House is scheduled to vote on the National Defense Authorization Act. This directs the funding of the U.S. military. Because of the misplaced priorities of the Biden administration, i.e. abortion, transgenderism, drag shows, CRT, ESG, just to name a few. There are over 1,500 proposed amendments to the NDAA. Now, what has risen to the top of this list is taxpayer-facilitated abortion that has led, as I mentioned, to Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville putting a hold on military flag officer promotions. Sherman Reed and the Democrats are so concerned, let's vote. That's all I keep asking for. Let's vote on these nominees. So if the Democrats are so worried about General Smith being an acting official, then let's vote. I keep asking for that. Let's vote and clear this up. That was Senator Tuberville on the Senate floor yesterday. There will be a vote on this matter in the House. Joining me now to discuss this is Dr. Ronnie Jackson, who is the lead sponsor of the amendment that makes clear the military cannot use tax dollars to facilitate elective abortions. He serves on the House Armed Services Committee and the House Foreign Affairs Committee. He represents the 13th Congressional District of Texas. Congressman Jackson, welcome back to the program. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate being here. Thank you for having me. So walk us through the NDAA process and where things currently stand and tell us about your amendment. Well, you know, we passed the NDAA out of committee. So we we did our markups and passed it out of committee. And initially I was going to pass, I was going to put this up as an amendment in committee. We had some pretty detailed discussions uh, with a lot of folks, uh, some of the uh, pro-life organizations uh, with the committee, uh, with Chairman Rogers. uh, And and we decided that the best thing to do was to put this on the floor. And so uh, the NDA is coming to the floor now. uh, uh, Tomorrow and the the following day, we'll be voting on a variety of some of those uh, 1,500 amendments that you talked about that are in there. One of the amendments is one that I put forward because, as you mentioned, Tony, you know, uh, over the last few years during the Biden administration, the military has been used as their own little social experiment. They've pushed everything they can from their social agenda and tried to, uh, you know, to, to get traction by pushing it in the military. Like you said, whether it was CRT and DEI, whether it was transgender issues, the Green New Deal and all of the money they're spending on that, uh, the transgender issue and abortion. And, and they just they, they pushed all this stuff. And so a lot of those amendments that are out there, those 1500 members we're talking about are undoing a lot of the policies that Biden has put into place. And one of the biggest ones is their is their abortion policy. The uh, secretary of defense uh, a few months ago put out a memo 
saying that the department would pay for uh, travel and expenses related for any member of the military or anybody associated with the Department of Defense that needed to travel from one area to another in order to have an abortion. And it's, it's longstanding law that uh, it's, it's against the law to use money and DOD to pay for abortions or anything to do with abortions. So this is just complete disregard for the law. It's against the law. And so what we're doing is we are putting an amendment into the NDAA to specify in no uncertain terms that uh, money within DOD will not be used uh, to provide abortion services, that it, it will not happen. And so that's what we're pushing through right now. And, you know, we have I think 70 co-sponsors right now. Uh, my partner on this is my colleague, Chip Roy from Texas. And uh, we're looking forward to, uh, to getting this out. And I think the good part of doing this on the floor of the house versus doing it a few weeks ago in committee is if it had failed in committee and I, and it was going to fail because there honestly, unfortunately were a few Republicans that had, had uh, telegraphed that they would not vote uh, for it. They were going to, they were going to vote it down. So it would have failed in committee. It would have been hard to bring it to the floor for an actual vote on the floor. But now we're bringing it to the floor and we're gonna force every member, all 435 members of Congress to go on the record and take a stand on this. And so uh, I think that, you know, uh, we're, we're gonna pass this, we're gonna work hard and kudos to Senator Tommy Tuberville. Uh, Coach has uh, stood his ground. He has had incredible pressure, not just from the left and from the Democrats, but from people in his own party to stand down and to get out of the way of these promotions. Uh, and, and I think that, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's really done a good job of, of standing fast, and we're going to try to help him out on the House side and, and pass this into law. Well, Congressman, I, I agree with the strategy here. In fact, I had the conversation with uh, Chairman Rogers. I think this is the best place to have this discussion and draw a fine, fine line here for the American public. Now, I, I do want to go back just to, for clarification, because there it's, it's a red herring, but it's an argument that's often thrown out there. This is we're talking about elective abortions, uh, the life of the mother. Those yes. things are under your amendment are are accommodated for. So this is we're talking about elective abortions. Now, that's correct. If this were to pass on the on, go on to the NDA and then go over to the Senate, this could resolve this whole issue about military promotions because Senator Tuberville would then release his hold. Is that not correct? That's absolutely true. We would pass this, get this out, uh, go over to the, to the, the Senate, we'd come up with their own NDA, we'd do a conference where we get together, we'd come up with a, a bill that we all agree on. If this were in there, that would completely alleviate this issue. All of the promotions would move forward, and this would be a done deal. And we would go back to the way it was before the Biden administration, as you mentioned, Tony, where elective abortions are not on, are not on the table. This does not include uh, an abortion where the life of the mother is at risk or uh, a pregnancy that was relate, uh, related to incest uh, or rape. So those have always been uh, the exceptions, and those will continue to be the exceptions in this particular bill, but we will no longer uh, tolerate the Department of Defense, which is supposed to be spending its time, its effort, and its money defending this country and preparing from a national security standpoint for the next big war that we might have to make sure that we're all safe. That we, we do not have that we do not have the resources, the time or the money beyond the fact of the immoral issue of doing this uh, to, to be spending taxpayers dollars in the Department of Defense on abortion, not to mention the fact that I said it's, in, you know, in my mind, immoral and illegal. Right. I agree 100 percent. All right. Before we run out of time, uh, Congressman Jackson, what can our viewers and listeners do to be helpful in this process? Just call and talk to your representatives in the House like, and do this quickly because we're going to be having a vote on this in the next couple of days. They need to hear from their constituents that they that their constituents are supportive of this and, and encourage them to vote yes 
on the amendment that myself and uh, Representative Chip Roy are putting forward on this. We need the support of uh, the American people on this. All right, so let me give the, the House switchboard number, the Capitol switchboard number, 202-224-3121. That's 202-224-3121. And it's Congressman Jackson and Congressman Chip Roy's amendment to get taxpayers out of facilitating abortions in the military. Uh, this has been a huge distraction for our, our military, but it's, it's not the Republicans that are pushing this issue. It's not, Tony. I'm telling you, there's there so many issues that are out there that are uh, basically just trying to get us back to the baseline of where we were uh, when the Biden administration took over. Because like I said, for two years, they've really been pushing just anything they can from their woke social agenda into the military. And now we're just trying to get it out. We're trying to get back to where we were. We need our military to be strong and uh, we need them to be prepared. And we need our, this is affecting our readiness. And we, 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 uh, we, we can't afford to have that. We have a lot of threats on the horizon with China and Russia and, you, you know, and, um, and, and Iraq. And I'm sorry, not Iraq, but Iran. We have all these big threats that are on the horizon right now. And we need to be preparing ourselves for that, not uh, you know, trying to use the military like I said as a social experiment. Well, Congressman Ronnie Jackson, I want to thank you for taking the lead on this. And I think it's extremely important for our military. But as you talked about, it's also a moral issue. It's also a spiritual issue. And I appreciate you leading the fight on this. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate what you're doing as well. Thank you for having me. All right. Uh, Congressman Ronnie Jackson of uh, Texas. Okay, folks, you've, you've got your marching orders. You need to weigh in with your member of Congress in the House. This vote is going to take place uh, possibly tomorrow. Um, could be Thursday, but it's going to happen soon. 202 202-224-3121. 202-224-3121. All right, coming up next, the governor of Oklahoma, Kevin Stitt, joins us. Don't go away. That's next. Today, more than ever, men need a reminder of what biblical manhood looks like and to understand God's good design for them, to serve as provider, instructor, battle buddy, defender, and chaplain. They need a battle plan to truly live out their role. Family Research Council's Lieutenant General Jerry Boykin and Dr. Keenan Kirtan's book, Strong and Courageous, a sequel to Man to Man, offers this battle plan so that men can pursue their God-given responsibility in a culture quickly turning away from God's design. The authors unpack the Old Testament book of Joshua as the focus of their study, asking readers to look to his leadership to help consider and apply the key principles of biblical manhood. It's time for men to accept their role in the family and community and truly embrace their their God-given purpose. To order your copy of Strong and Courageous, A Call to Biblical Manhood, go to frc.org slash strongandcourageous. Again, that's frc.org slash strongandcourageous. Christians must be sure to faithfully think about the issues that have taken our culture and many of our churches by storm from a biblical perspective. Family Research Council's David Clausen, along with co-authors Denny Burke and Colin Smothers, released a new book, Male and Female, He Created Them, a study on gender, sexuality, and marriage to help Christians better grasp the Bible's teaching about these issues. This study presents a biblical view of homosexuality, transgenderism, and marriage. With this new resource, readers will be given guidance on specific questions related to preferred pronouns, identity, intersex conditions, and other matters that our churches must be to 
discipling their members to respond to with love and biblical conviction. As part of the study, readers have access to supplemental videos by Dr. Albert Moeller, Dr. Heath Lambert, Reverend H.B. Charles, Dr. Christopher Yuan, Dr. Rosaria Butterfield, and others that expand and elaborate the themes of each chapter. To purchase a copy, go to hecreatedthem.org. Today we find that global persecutions of Christians is growing more menacing every year. Family Research Council's Leela Gilbert, Ariel Del Turco, and Lieutenant General Jerry Boykin's book, Heroic Faith, shares personal stories from those who have endured religious persecution and gives a close look at the dire situations Christians often face due to dangerous and sometimes deadly opposition to their faith. The book's true stories of persistence and faithfulness amidst crisis offer inspiration and hope. Heroic Faith also provides insights into the ideologies driving the hostility and persecution, what steps the U.S. government might take to help, and how readers can best respond to the struggles of the faithful. It is critical for us to learn from our brothers and sisters who are suffering deeply and to do whatever we can to help. You can get your copy of Heroic Faith wherever books are sold or by going to frc.org slash heroic faith. Again, that's frc.org slash heroic faith. Welcome back to Washington Watch. Thanks so much for joining us. Always great to have you along. All right. Since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade last summer, returning the battle for the sanctity of life back to the citizens and their elected representatives, churches and pregnancy centers have felt the call to step up their efforts. Well, last week, Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stett backed up their efforts in his state by launching a comprehensive pregnancy resource website to provide essential support and information to expectant mothers, parents, and families. Join me now to discuss this is Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt. Governor, welcome back to the program. Hey, thanks so much. It's such an honor to be with you guys. Thank you. And by the way, looking forward to having you back at the Prevote Stand Summit uh, September 15th through the 17th in Washington. Uh, you were, I, I tell you what, last year you were so encouraging, my wife wanted to move to Oklahoma. <laughs> Well, tell her to come on. You know, Oklahoma, we're top 10 right now and people move into the great state and and they're moving here because of our pro-business, pro-freedom policies, traditional family values, all the things that we stand for. And I know you stand for as well. So, well, uh, Governor, you know, you know, I'm you know, I'm an Oklahoma missionary. I I left Oklahoma to take those conservative values uh, down south to Louisiana and elsewhere. So that's where I got my uh, my pro-family values came from my upbringing in Oklahoma. But. You guys are leading. You're really leading the charge um, in putting, not just saying, look, we're pro-life, but you're actually putting action to it. Tell us about this latest effort by the state to help women and families find help. Yeah. Well, first off, we want to be the most pro-life, pro-family state in the country. Uh, So we launched this website called oklahoma.gov slash life. And basically it's to Uh, for pregnancy, for either unplanned or planned pregnancies, what programs that we have available uh, to assist uh, throughout the pregnancy. We expanded postpartum benefits for up to a year, Uh, but parenting, access to parenting classes, childcare options, uh, caring for newborns. We're making it really, really easy for adoption. Um, And then, you know, financial assistance. So whatever you, wherever you might find yourself, we want to wrap the, those services around you. We're also inviting the nonprofits, the churches into this conversation. 
because we understand that you can't pass a law in Oklahoma City that solves a lot of these problems. We need neighbors walking with neighbors, and we're trying to facilitate that as a state government and just bring people together and let them know there's there's a lot of options out there if you find yourself in maybe a unplanned pregnancy uh, or even a planned pregnancy, but you just might need some extra resources and help. So this is a collaborative effort. You're leading the way, providing the platform, but you're inviting partners that are non-government organizations that do this day in and day out. That's exactly right. You know, uh, I believe that I'm a son of a pastor, and and, and I understand that, that God puts certain desires and abilities and and wants on people's hearts. And so there's so many, there's so many, you know, organizations out there that want to uh, help and whether they grew up in an adoptive home or a foster care system or, uh, and they want to reach out and, and kind of share their story and, and wrap around someone that might be uh, at a point in their life that they're struggling and they may not know that there's hope. And we want to create those pathways for everyone to know that there's a great plan and a purpose uh, that God has for every single individual. And so the more that we can share that, um, we think that the, the, the better off they're going to be and know that there's people out there that want to help them and support them. I, I think this is phenomenal. Uh, I absolutely do. It's actually an idea we kind of floated in the Trump administration to to take the resources of the Department of Health and Human Services that promotes everything we're against and, and use that as a, a place where people could come a one stop shop, if you would, if you will, where they could find the resources that are available to help them, both government and non-government. So you're doing it right there in the state of Oklahoma. Uh, have you had any pushback on this? You know, I mean, not really. We, with the reception has been fantastic. I mean, we're getting interest, obviously, from all over Oklahoma, but uh, the nation as well. And, and you'll always have a few of the naysayers. I mean, um, I think it's important for Americans to understand the difference between the way we see the world and the way that, you know, Governor Gavin Newsom and some of these folks in California uh, it's just disgusting. They're setting up websites and billboards in, in my state basically inviting people to their state to uh, get an abortion. And so we, we, we just approach the world a lot different and we want to love those mothers and we want to love those kids and we want to help uh, bring those services and let people know that there's hope and there's, uh, there's other options out there if you do find yourself in, a, in an unplanned pregnancy. All right, Governor Stitt, two questions. How can people find out more if they, if they want resources they need, they want to explore what might be available to them? And then second, how can people who want to help and be a part of this great resource connect with you in your office? Yeah, well, uh, Oklahoma.gov slash life would be the, the resources they could start. And I'm not sure if they can actually, some of these uh, churches can sign up there, but I also have beaneighbor.org where I invite churches to sign up where we can let them know how to partner with the state to provide some of these uh, counseling, these one-on-one sessions with folks. And and we do this in, in all across state government. But one example is like when you age out of foster care between 16 to 18, uh, we want uh, the churches to wrap around those folks to get them into a into a good situation because, man, I've, I've got six children. And and uh, as an 18-year-old, I can't imagine kind of being dropped out of the system or being on my own at 18. And we need people walking beside these young people, helping them bridge uh, that that transition, that critical part of their life 
uh, to get an education or to get into a trade school or to make that next step into adulthood. So uh, beaneighbor.org is another one of our uh, websites that uh, some of these uh, nonprofits and stuff can sign up for as well. That's that's phenomenal. Ten seconds, Governor. How can our listeners and viewers be praying for you? You know, for me, it's just always to have a deeper relationship with the Lord. So uh, if they would just continue to to pray, pray, pray that for me and my family and protection for my family would be great. And uh, because it all starts, the relationship we have with the Lord, the more awe we have in God, uh, then, uh, you know, the better off we are. Well, I promise you we will do that and we'll encourage our viewers to do the same. Governor, looking forward to seeing you in September. Thank you so much. Can't wait to see you guys. All right. Thank you, Governor. Governor Kevin Stitt of Oklahoma. And you can be there as well for the Prevote Stand Summit September the 15th through the 17th. Go to prevotestand.org. Tell you what, I do want to encourage you to pray for the governor. It's encouraging to see men and women like that leading our states and and our country. All right, coming up next, UFOs? Really? Congress is investigating. Congressman Tim Burchett joins us next. Don't go away. Men are constantly told that there is no place for their thoughts and concerns about abortion. However, this attitude ignores the fact that both women and men are deeply and personally affected by abortion. Furthermore, one does not have to be a woman to know that abortion ends the life of an innocent, unborn child. Every man has a role to play in protecting unborn lives and supporting the mothers in their families and greater community, which is why FRC's Center for Human Dignity has released a resource titled A Man's Guide to Standing for Life. This resource was created to help men positively address the topic of life. This guide will equip men with phrases to utilize or avoid, as well as practical tips for helping to protect life and the expectant mother or unborn child he knows. Every man has the opportunity to be an unborn baby's hero by stepping in to support a mother and speaking up for her child's life. Get this free guide at frc.org slash prolifemen to learn more about the important role men play in protecting unborn lives. Have you seen the Now We Live series? It is a six-week worldview Bible study created in partnership with Family Research Council and Summit Ministries. This video series was put together to help Christians propel faith into action. It offers six free videos to prompt rich discussions about some of life's most foundational questions among churches, small groups, and families. Each video is led by well-known Christian voices and addresses questions regarding worldview, Jesus, truth, identity, and society. It's so important for Christians to both know the truth and to live in a way that is compatible with the truth. Being grounded in what is true and living out God's grace allows a believer's faith to truly transform one's own life and ultimately help transform a broken world. Equip yourself and other Christians to learn more about what it means to truly hold a biblical worldview. Access this important series by going to frc.org worldview. Again, go to frc.org worldview. All right. I do hope you're making your plans to join us for the Pray Vote Stand Summit. You're going to hear from uh, individuals like Governor Stead of Oklahoma, and you will be encouraged. I guarantee you. Go to prayvotestand.org to register. It's October, September the 15th through the 17th. The House Oversight and Accountability Committee recently confirmed they're in the early stages of preparing for congressional hearings on UFOs or unidentified anomalous phenomena. 
UAPs, as they are referred to within government bodies. This follows a former intelligence official's unconfirmed claims that U.S. officials have discovered a crashed spacecraft, claimed since denied by the Pentagon. Is this real? And if so, what does it mean? Joining me now to discuss this is Congressman Tim Burchett, who is co-leading the Oversight Committee's efforts. He also serves on the House Committee on Foreign Affairs and represents the 2nd Congressional District of Tennessee. Congressman Burchett, welcome back to Washington Watch. Good to see you. Thanks for having me on, brother. It's always a pleasure. So this has long been on the cover pages of uh, grocery store tabloids, and I'm sure that uh, knowing you and your colleagues that you've taken a few jokes about this. But this is not a silly topic. You are approaching this with great uh, soberness. Explain why. Well, I've, I've seen video. Um, I would encourage your, I wouldn't encourage your, your, your viewers to do it very often. But if you go on YouTube and look up Tic Tac videos, not TikTok, not the Chinese propaganda, but Tic Tac like the candy. And there was um, Navy pilots who actually filmed these craft and they are, you can hear their voices saying uh, they just, they defy all logic. There they are on your screen right there. And um, they can't, this is the people that are doing this, that are filming this. These are our best pilots. They are the best pilots in the world. And I've spoken to many pilots and I've talked to some that have actually said I've destroyed evidence of this footage because if I get back to base, I'm going to be interrogated for eight hours. I'll be off the flight line. And, um, and you know, you have a blemish on your record, even though they have nothing. There's no blemish. I mean, they just they saw something and they were it was recorded. So um, and they have whistle so-called whistleblower protection. Um, the uh, the recent uh, whistleblower came out and this guy's a decorated veteran. I know it doesn't mean a lot to folks uh, in Washington, D.C., but that government in East Tennessee that means a whole heck of a lot. And either these veterans, these pilots, these military experts we have are lying or they're telling us the truth, Tony. And so we've got to, we just got to get through it all and figure out what's going on. I'd like to have a hearing uh, on this. Uh, hopefully we will by the end of the month. Uh, we're going to bring in some experts, the people that have filmed this, the people that have seen this, that have reported this. And let's try to get to the bottom of it. I you know, every night I go out um, at home anyway. Unfortunately, I do because my dogs are always about four o'clock in the morning. They need to go to the bathroom. So I take them, my three dogs, Roscoe, Charlie, and Buzz, out to the backyard. And every night I look up at those stars and I just think the light from those stars, some of those stars left there before the time of Christ. I mean, that is the vastness of God's great universe. And I think it's sort of arrogant on our part to think that we're the best that God can do. Um, you know, and I read my Bible, Ezekiel saw the wheel. If you read that, there's been a lot of interpretations on what that is. And of course, you got to realize it's a King James interpretation back and forth. But there's been uh, recorded in our history many times there's been craft that have been spotted. I mean, you can... You can talk about Roswell, New Mexico, and I'm not talking about little green men probing people or abducting people or all this other stuff. There's room for that. I just want to know what our government knows and get it out there. And the thing I worry about most right now is, is our Pentagon's paying attention. And there's a recent poll that was done. Over 55% of Americans believe that there's something else out there. And 
I, I'm afraid what they're doing, they're spelling dollar signs. And you know, our Pentagon, um, they've lost over a billion dollars in every audit. And Congress doesn't have the guts to slap them on the wrist and, and cut that money back. They just keep piling more and more on. So I suspect the Pentagon's smelling dollars and they want to investigate this, which they, which, we, which you would think something in our airspace uh, that we do not control. We've had over 13 documented near misses with our, we're talking $50 million aircraft and American servicemen that we do not, that these craft we do not control uh, that we've had near misses. So let's get to the bottom of it. We don't need any more money in government. Just release the files that they have, the unredacted files. And when you tell me, you know, when you get to see a redacted file, it's just a, a piece of paper and it looks like a there's it's just all blacked out. And for goodness sakes, uh, this government is always about secrecy. They won't even release the Kennedy files, something over 50 years old. There's nobody left that's alive, yet they still will not release those files even. So there's a lot of things going on with this. Um, I'd like to get to the bottom of this this issue for once and for all. And and the government needs to come clean about what they know. Do you think they're withholding information from the public? 100%, I believe they are. I've when been, I've talked to people, too many people, too many uh, folks from the Pentagon, from intelligence agencies, um, yeah. People close to me have um, veterans. They've had an instance. One told me about an incident that happened in the 50s. And, um, you know, they were told not to talk about it. And they didn't. Yeah. But it's time for the American public to, to know what's going on with this thing. Well, we're going to watch Once this. We're going to watch this very, very closely and look forward uh, as you get more information and have these hearings. Uh, we look forward to talking with you again. And thank you, brother, for always. Always putting the truth out there. That guy, I wish if the media, if a third of the media was as competent as you were in, in your station, uh, we'd be in a whole heck of a lot better position. Well, I, thank you. I appreciate it, Congressman. Always great to see you. Have a great day. Great seeing you, brother. Yes, Folks, stick with us. We're coming back with more. Are you prepared to pray, vote, and stand for biblical truth? It is imperative that Christians pray for their community and culture to steward their role as a citizen by voting and to stand for biblical truth. This means that Christians must be intentional about seeking after the Lord in all things. You can join Family Research Council and FRC Action President Tony Perkins in this mission as he hosts the Pray, Vote, Stand broadcast to inspire brothers and sisters in Christ to turn their attention to the Lord first and in every compartment of their lives. Tony is joined by experts, elected leaders, and Christian leaders for this weekly half-hour program to help you see through the fog created by the biased mainstream media. Watch the Pray, Vote, Stand weekly broadcasts and commit to pray for our nation, to stand for truth, and to seek the Lord first. Just go to PrayVoteStand.org. Again, that's PrayVoteStand.org.
Tech censorship is on the rise. Big tech companies are attempting to cancel conservatives and Christians, which is why here at Family Research Council, we've decided to be proactive so that big tech cannot silence us completely. FRC has a text subscription platform to be sure we can continue to keep you in the loop. That way, you can still find updates on faith, family, and freedom. You can get FRC's content straight to your phone. Just sign up for our text alerts by texting STAND to 67742. Again, you simply text STAND to 67742 and FRC will send you special alerts on the issues that matter to you. By subscribing, you'll also be one of the first to know about our upcoming events and programs. All of this info is yours with just a simple text. You'll have access to content that will help you continue to stand for faith, family, and freedom. And you'll know about opportunities to connect with like-minded community. Just text STAND to 67742 and be the most informed person you know. Finding a quality news source today in this media-saturated world can be incredibly difficult. It is important to stay informed on what is going on in the world, but you need a news source you can trust. That is why Family Research Council created The Washington Stand, an online news platform with a mission to provide readers with free, factual news stories and commentaries all from a biblical worldview. Based in Washington, D.C., our reporters provide reliable information on the most crucial issues of the day ranging from breaking news on the hottest Supreme Court decisions to details on the latest public education stories, updates to domestic and international religious liberty cases, and more. We want you and your family to stay informed on what is happening in the world that affects faith, family, and freedom. Be encouraged, be in the know, and stand firm in truth by visiting WashingtonStand.com today. That's WashingtonStand.com. Welcome back to Washington Watch. Good to have you with us on this uh, Tuesday. The website, TonyPerkins.com, lots of resources there for you. And again, I want to draw your attention back to our earlier conversation about the amendment to the NDAA, which would restrict, actually it would go back to the original policy of the military not to use taxpayer funds to facilitate abortions. Um, The Biden administration unilaterally changed that without Congress which Congress holds the purse strings. And so t- Senator Tommy Tuberville has been uh, has put a hold on flag officer promotions in the military until the Department of Defense changes this policy. Well, th- you can tell this is an all-out effort. The left is all about this. In fact, uh, Joe Scarborough, that's uh, Morning Joe, host Morning Joe, used to be in Congress, actually used to be a Republican. Uh, in, in, when uh, when he left Congress, he ended up having a show on MSNBC. And uh, uh, actually, I think, yeah, I guess it was originally MSNBC back when they were conservative. And I would, well, I shouldn't say conservative, back when they were open-minded and would allow both viewpoints to be uh, discussed. I was on his program back then. But he's he's just gone off the deep end. And this morning he was railing against Senator Tuberville. I want to play this clip, clip number two. Republicans whine about how much they love Russia uh, and how they love the Russian military, how the Russian military is manly and America's military is not because they're too woke and they're too concerned about social policy issues invading the military's readiness. That's all a lie. Uh, But of course, they project or maybe it's confession because it's exactly what Tommy Tuberville is doing here. I don't even know where to start. I mean, 
first off, as we've talked about before, this was not initiated by conservatives. Just like when this effort to redefine marriage, now the whole transgender issue, do you think that conservatives said, you know what, we're going to start a fight over transgenderism? Do you think Republicans in Congress said, you know what, we're going to start a fight over abortion? It was the policy that the left pushed. And so, yes, people are pushing back against it. But when they push back against the aggression of the left, they're the ones that are called the aggressors. You know, they kind of stomp on their feet. And when they hit push back, they start screaming, saying, look what they're doing. Anyway, I, I want to commend Congressman uh, Senator Tuberville again. I've met with him. We've had him on the program. But if you live in Alabama, you certainly ought to reach out to him and thank him. He's taking heat from both Republicans and Democrats, but he is unyielding, and I'm grateful for it. But you can help him in the House, all right, as we were talking with Congressman Ronnie Jackson, who has the amendment to the NDAA, which will be on the House floor, which will clear this up, simply says... Elective abortions will not be facilitated in the military with taxpayer money. It's been that way for decades. We're simply going back to status quo. So call your member of Congress, 202-224-3121. That's 202-224-3121. Again, just simply establishing the fact that we have the status quo and that you are not being forced as a taxpayer to fund abortions. All right? Again, that number, 202-224-3121. All right. The uh, NATO leaders, uh, they, their meeting, their summit began today in Lithuania for, um, you know, as they, as they get together, and there was... Um, an invitation for Ukraine to join the alliance pending agreement from all 31 member nations and Ukraine's meeting other conditions. Of course, there's been pushback on that. Also at the summit, Turkey's President Erdogan reversed course on blocking Sweden from entering NATO, fueling speculation the Biden administration pushed for these transfers of F-16s, new technology, the latest technology to Turkey, and that this influenced the decision. Now, Turkey's on record. Their, 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 their record on religious persecution has led the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom to designate Turkey as a country recommended for the State Department's special watch list. I did it when I was there as the chairman of the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom. So why is the Biden administration so eager to provide them with the latest in technology when it comes to F-16 fighter jets? This does require congressional approval. The Congress has to be involved in this decision. And we're going to talk about this in just a moment uh, with Oklahoma Senator James Langford, who's been delayed in uh, joining us. Uh, I, I, I want to go to, uh, do we have Suzanne? All right, we have, uh, let's go to, um, while we're waiting for the senator, I, I want to go to Meg Kilgannon, uh, Senior Fellow for Education Studies. We've been talking about, you know, this uh, whole agenda of the left pushing, you know, you name it. But Loyola Medical School is engaging in LGBT indoctrination. 
And this is happening on our medical. It's happening at every level, including our medical schools. Joining us now to talk about this, Meg Kilgannon, Senior Fellow for Education Studies here at the Family Research Council. Meg, welcome back to the program. Thanks for having me, Tony. All right. So Loyola is a um, is a Catholic school. Uh, What's going on? Well, I'm very sorry as a Catholic to report that Loyola is in their in their medical school has a class for uh, family practitioners, doctors, students who are studying to be family practitioners. Uh, a course about LGBTQ health care in which they teach the students that gender-affirming care, quote-unquote, is um, good medical practice and a standard of care that they should adopt. And, of course, this goes against church teaching on gender identity. Um, even Pope Francis has been very clear that gender identity gender ideology is evil, it is contrary to the dignity of the human person, and the fact that a Catholic college would teach this class to Catholic physicians is just really disturbing, but it it makes the point that our institutions have been captured and that, um, you know, Catholic universities and Christian universities are always a huge target for these subversive forces that want to undermine the nuclear family, undermine the church, undermine God's law. They attack institutions like Loyola and uh, Georgetown and other colleges and um, infiltrate with with classes just like this one. But this is how you change a, a culture. I mean, you, you, we're seeing it. We talk about it weekly, what's happening in the classroom in elementary and secondary education. And now we're talking about the professions, medical care. If you're a medical student, you're not going to – very few uh, are going to object to this and raise a ruckus about it because they want to pass. They want to get through medical right. school so they can become a doctor. So right. this is they're forcing them into a mold which over time, because of their acquiescence, because they have to if they want to finish uh, medical school, this becomes the norm. Right. And of course, when you're in postgraduate studies and in medical school, you're probably going to graduate with a tremendous amount of debt. Right. And so you don't want to get kicked out of school uh, because you made noise about a diversity, equity and inclusion issue. Right. You want to graduate and set up your practice and you want to be able to pay back your student loans just for starters and hopefully have a nice uh, income for your own family. And so. The, this the idea that a Catholic institution again would be would would teach a course that would encourage medical students to instead of getting to the root of whatever is causing this this crisis within a person that they think they're born in the wrong body um, instead of instead of helping a student with loving advice that is that is going to honor God's plan for each of us and the fact that you cannot be born in the wrong body. Um, They're going to teach students that they, medical students, that they need to screen for gender identity issues. They're going to coach them into how to talk about this with your patient, maybe outside a parent's listening ear. Um, this is just such a divisive ideology, and it is just really disturbing that Loyola would do this. But we, we know that also 
Loyola covers abortion and contraception in their student health plan. So this is a university that is clearly struggling in its Catholic identity. It has an identity crisis of its own. And I certainly hope that my church will um, will, will be clear in, in giving guidance to these institutions that are under pressure from, from forces without. Maybe they're transitioning to a secular uh, university. The... Um, I mean, but think about it. I'm going to go back to a couple of things you said. N- number one, and we've talked about this on the program with uh, Dr. Bowens, that there's usually an underlying issue here, and that's where the counseling come in, comes in, which would be normal in a protocol of treatment, would be, all right, let's, what's going on here? We ask questions. But this is assuming and immediately moving down this path of gender dysphoria based upon um, a conflict in your uh, biological sex with who you think you are. And the only way to resolve that is experimental drugs and, and hormone treatment uh, or surgeries. So it, it bypasses the understanding, and this is what we should have from a religious institution, understanding that we're spiritual beings. And, and God created us in his image, and therefore there's some things happen in our fallen nature and in this fallen world that needs to be looked at from a holistic perspective. And if a Catholic university or a religious-based institution is not looking at it from that perspective, then how can we expect the secular to do any better? Well, exactly, Tony. And, you know, as a Catholic, if if these students are attending a Catholic university, I hope it's because they're going to become Catholic doctors. They're going to be allowing their faith to inform the medical care that they provide to their patients. Because as a Catholic who's seeking health care for my family, that's what I want. I want health care from people who understand the dignity of the human person and value human life and endorse and agree with all the teachings of the church. And so when this is not the case, um, it's just so discouraging for us, uh, um, the, the lay faithful, that that we have to do an additional level of, it's not enough to just find out that you're going to a Catholic physician. You need to now find out, do they actually agree with the teachings of the church? And this, of course, is true for people of other faiths as well. You look for a Christian doctor, you look for a Christian therapist, and then you have to ask, but are they really following biblical principles, right? And so... This just goes back to the importance of of really spiritually forming your children well, of of engaging with your with everybody, teachers, doctors, anybody who's providing a service to your children who are, is going to impact them in a very significant way. You really need to know what is going on. And, and you don't have to leave the exam room when your child is at the pediatrician's right. office. You you need to be consulted as a parent when you're getting services from your school. So how um, do we how do we just help? Really, never been more important than now for us to be engaged in these things. Meg Kilgannon, let me ask you this question: How do I, I'm sure there's external factors coming into play here? There's pressures being applied to Loyola, although I, I don't think they're resisting, but I, I do think there's external factors to be considered here. But but how do we help young people? We have the same question when it comes to the military and the woke policies of the military. I want men and women of faith in our military because I want a moral compass from those who carry big guns and, and control the weapons of mass destruction. 
The same thing is true with doctors. I want doctors and nurses and surgeons that have a moral compass, that understand that we are a spiritual being. We're, we're, they, I want a holistic approach. I love it when I got a doctor who, of course, most of my doctors are Christians because I know them. They're friends. And, and they'll pray with me. Um, how, how do we help our children that are considering the profession of, of going into medicine? How, how do we encourage them to take that, given, uh, take that route, given what we're seeing here, even in some of these religious institutions? Well, they're going to have to go in as um, evangelizers, right? If they're going to go into this profession, they need to be um, very wise in in how they choose to reveal this part of their character to people. It will be evident, right? We know that. Um, but they need to be aware that if they're going to choose these professions, there are going to be additional hurdles for them as Christians. And I think really the message from the culture makes that perfectly clear uh, regardless, right? Um, regardless of your, your chosen profession, um, we're living in an age where we, we're no longer living in an, a, a country that's majority, um, that, that's majority Christian. Certainly the, the culture is is very um captured by the the spirit of the of the world right and so it's really important for us to make sure our children are prepared to be witnesses and perhaps even suffer a a form of martyrdom in that witness it begins in the home and as we've talked about on this program many times the worldview being formed from 15 months of age until the age of 13 that is when a worldview is formed as parents, we need to be equipping, preparing our children to go into a hostile environment as a cheerful witness filled with peace in a world of great challenge, a tumultuous world, because that's what Jesus promised us. Meg Kilgannon, always great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Tony. And folks, be encouraged. You know, this is our time. God has entrusted us with this moment in history. Let's be faithful and let's be filled with the power of his might. As Paul says in Ephesians 6, when you've done everything you can do, when you've prayed, when you've prepared, and when you've taken your stand, by all means, keep standing. Washington Watch with Tony Perkins is brought to you by Family Research Council and is entirely listener supported. Portions of the show discussing candidates are brought to you by Family Research Council Action. For more information on anything you've heard today or to find out how you can partner with us in our ongoing efforts to promote faith, family, and freedom, visit TonyPerkins.com. Also, to leave a comment about Washington Watch, call our watch line at 1-866-372-7234. That's 1-866-372-7234. 